Hi, this is Carol Sanford. I'm your host for the Responsible Entrepreneur Podcast. Here we work with helping you understand how you can become a game-changing entrepreneur. That is, you can change whole industries, social systems, cultural paradigms about what's accepted, and even how we govern. Today, we're going to be talking about what it means to be a real change agent. And that means from the platform of your business or serving businesses. I'm gonna be interviewing a young man out of Mexico who has created an amazing business platform at a set of conferences that that's what they're about, building the capacity to be a change agent. I think that change agent can happen at kind of three different levels. And I don't know whether you'll hear this from Rodrigo, but you'll certainly hear me talk about it off and on. In order for you to understand what I'm talking about, I wanna give you a really brief uh, history of business. So right after the mercantile era, for a long time, especially in the States, we had something called uh, craftsmen, craftspeople. They knew who they were making things for. So if you were making a leather jacket, you probably raised the cow, slaughtered the cow, tanned the hides, as well as cut it, fitted it, and you knew who the family was that was gonna wear it. Same thing with silver. If you were gonna make a silver bowl for a wedding, you knew the entire history of the family, probably going back uh, early in the same territory. Craftspeople still do exist, but we moved very quickly in the Industrial Revolution into a time where we worked with um, people as though they were interchangeable parts inside of an industrial complex. That created a bit of a mess, and we had emerged out of that, um, that era, uh, the era of sustainability. Now, the whole idea here, and actually there were many other things besides sustainability. There was OSHA to make sure that workers were harmed less, and actually that's my point about the first kind of change agent. That is to ensure less harm is done. So it's to try and slow down the destruction and the pain, whether it's on the planet or whether it's in a person's life or it's in a work system. As that era moved along and the next era became one where we said, well, you know, doing less bad isn't enough. It's not good enough. In fact, we need to do good. We need to do things that actually improve something, make something better. So I wanna um, give you a quick comparison of these two right now. If you think about, if you have children, and I guess it's true even if you were a child yourself, the idea of being a parent that did less bad is a really strange idea. So I yell at my kids less, I criticize them less, I beat them less, I'm, you ignore them less. I mean, that certainly doesn't make for a great child. So we get the idea of, well, I should be a good parent. And, you know, I don't even know how many books are written on what it means to be a good parent. It's kind of a universal ideal of you spend more time with them, you involve them in uh, dinner, all sitting together, you get involved in their soccer matches, you all go to grandma's house, uh, you do their homework with them. And so then you've gone a long way away from doing less bad. But that's the third level of change agent I'd like for us to really think about and whether isn't this what we're needing. So with the child, what you want is to be able to realize their potential. It's not good enough to have meet the ideals of a good parent. You want each child, maybe if you've got more than one in your family, they're differentiated, they're unique, they each have their own essence. And that's how it is you actually find their potential. This child is striving to be, moving toward, showing signs of, playing in what kind of arena? I mean, are they feeling in their heart that they want to do music, they want to do art, they want to do sports? Maybe they have this really creative edge that uh, is all about really complex things, and you can see that young in them. 
If you only do the doing good level, I mean, you're doing better than moving beyond less bad. But if you're just doing good, you do what you would do for every child. What the third level of change agent is, is helping every being, whether it's a child, whether it's a business, whether it's an ecosystem, realize its full potential. And that only happens when you see what it uniquely is seeking to realize, what its essence is, and how it can express that. So listen today as we talk to Rodrigo about this idea of change agent. In fact, look at your own practice, your own business. Do we find ourselves talking continuously about being a little less bad than we were last year, reducing the amount of carbon we use? And I'm not saying don't do those things, they're good, but they're at the minimum level of change to just do less bad. Do you hear yourself talking about what would we do that's good, more philanthropy, uh, bringing certain people in in the community, doing things that are good for all of our workers? Ask yourself, how would we start moving so that with each individual co-creator in our company, each supplier that we work with, each ecosystem and community we work in, how do we help it realize its potential? You're gonna hear Rodrigo talk about that and I'm very excited to have him here with me today. Welcome Rodrigo, I am so excited to have you. I'm gonna start by asking you to introduce yourself and your work, I have been, uh, I'm really honored to be a part of your small world very briefly and was very impressed by what you're doing. So tell us your name, what you're up to, and a little bit about your events and your business. Yeah, thank you, Carol. Thanks for the chance to be in this Google Hangout with you. And it's a, it's a honor for me to be here. And yeah, again, thanks for inviting me. So my name is Rodrigo Villar. I am the founding partner of New Ventures Mexico. And New Ventures, uh, it's a platform that supports uh, green and social entrepreneurs in different phases of their development. So uh, basically we have three different areas. Uh, the first one and the one we started with, it's a business accelerator and uh, we have been operating for more than 10 years here in Mexico. The second one is uh, a financial arm of New Ventures, which is a venture capital fund that is called Adobe Capital. And the third part of the platform, it's uh, uh, an area where we call it uh, um, uh, reach, uh, outreach, and, and partnerships. So through that area, we have a couple of projects. One is uh, called the FLEE, which is the Latin American Impact Investment Forum. And we also run the green pages of Mexico and Colombia and expanding to different countries where we try to link rich years with, with the market. So That's great. with all of these programs, we, we want to to try to solve uh, some of the problems that green entrepreneurs and social entrepreneurs face. Say a little more about the FLEA conference, uh, because I was surprised at how many North American or uh, US citizens were there. And it made me realize that if I was able to tell more people about them, I think you could attract more people. You do need to, in the small breakouts, be able to speak Spanish, but the main room, I got a lot out of by just listening to that. Could you just say a little more about its focus and who comes and what its purpose it serves? Sure thing. Uh, well, the, the FLEA conference that stands for Foro Latinoamericano Universal Impacto, uh, we started about four years ago, the first edition. And the purpose of uh, that time was to, to start creating the ecosystem of impact investing in the region. And by that time, there was pretty much nothing in Mexico. We were about four or five organizations talking about investing and 
in some other countries in Latin America, it was probably worse than that. Probably were a couple of people or organizations talking about impact investing. So, and that same group of people, uh, we, we catch up in different conferences in Europe and the United States, and we decided that we needed something like that for Latin America. So, uh, we just started as a group of, of organizations, foundations, investors in the region working in impact investing to to partner in this endeavor that was the, the fleet. Um, and we, that's the way we created We need something, a good conference of high level, but for a region in our language, we success stories uh, in, 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 of the region. So uh, we choose a small city called Medina, which is in the southeast of Mexico, and to, to, to put the conference there. Uh, it sounds it sounded a little bit uh, scary at the beginning because it was a, such a small city and there was nothing happening there. And uh, but what, uh, we did it on purpose because we we wanted uh, we knew that if we do a conference in Sao Paulo or Bogota or Mexico City, we would have a, lo- a bunch of people. But we, we we wanted to start from scratch from the basis. So we wanted to have uh, the movers and shakers of the industry in Merida. And we thought we needed also like a very social part of that because I think while we were trying to build the ecosystem, we needed a, a lot of uh, social activities. We needed people to link, to connect, to get inspired. So that's, that, that's what happened the first edition of the fleet. And it was amazing. We got almost about 300 people in Merida. It was a huge success. I think we got um, a lot of the major foundations in Latin America. We got all the impact investors in the region, we got a lot of success stories of entrepreneurs. We got a, a, a lot of people also from overseas, from the United States, from Europe, also trying to to show us a little bit what they have done in the past. And so that's the way we started. Uh, we created a lot of synergy between all the partners. Uh, it created a lot of momentum. So uh, one thing that it we thought it was going to be a uh, once once uh, one once in a time. Uh, we decided to do it like every year. So yeah. now we are planning the fifth edition, which is going to be in February. And uh, we're expected to have uh, more than 400 people attending. And just have been creating a movement in Latin America. A lot of people have been inspired after that conference. And I think we have, uh, at least in Mexico, the group of four or five organizations talking about impact investing. I would say now we are more than 50. And, and, and the same thing is happening in different countries in Latin America, which it, it's increasing the awareness. We're getting more foundations, putting money into, into the developing this ecosystem. We have more investors putting money in, in impact investing. So the, the movement is growing. And I think the flea has been a, a big part of this, uh, this movement in the region. So say just a little bit about you. I mean, why did impact investing matter to you? Had you been involved? in investing of another kind and saw a need to change? Or was it kind of the way your family brought you up? I mean, how did you get to this idea of the work that you're doing, which is now exploding in terms of the number of things you're taking on? Well, I have a very uh, funny story because I, I got uh, I got a job position in New Ventures. Uh, just let me get a little bit back. And New Ventures was a program that was created by the World Resources Institute, which is an environmental think tank based in, in Washington, D.C. So they created New Ventures with the idea of, of getting the private sector interested in, in, in green entrepreneurs. 
So we started running the business accelerator in different countries and just finding 10 entrepreneurs in green industries, providing with them some technical assistance and then linking them to investors. So I got this job after uh, getting back from my MBA studies. I did my MBA in Australia. And when I was working in the corporate sector in, in finance, I was in the treasury of a big Mexican corporation. And I went to Australia to, to I enrolled in an MBA program there. So that's where I started realizing that I liked a lot of entrepreneurship. And so the, there was like a minor in my university where I can run for entrepreneurship and eventual creation. So that's when I realized that, that that was what I want to do in my life, working for entrepreneurs. So I got this job position in eVentures, which I, I was told to open the office of Mexico of eVentures. And just a funny story, it was a very small program with a, our budget was like $70,000 per year. So it was just like a business plan competition. So when I got hired, uh, I was told that, that, that I, I need to find ways to get funding for the program in different ways. So... So, so, so we can make it scale. So eventually that happened and we started growing a lot. Eventually uh, the World Resources Institute uh, ran out of New Ventures. So they decided to, to move away from the, the program because they, they were running that program for, for many years. So uh, looking for ways to, to get additional funding, uh, I started creating different businesses. So uh, with the platform New Ventures, I created uh, the Green Pages, which is a regular business that it, Start providing us with cash flow to run the, the business accelerator. And then we created the flea. We created also uh, the, we funded the money for creating Adobe Capital, which now is a venture capital fund. So just uh, I don't know, as a, I think I, I never thought about working for impact investing. Uh, I got a job in entrepreneurship, which which at that time ten years ago that was what I was looking for. And what they told me, okay, it's entrepreneurship, you need to help entrepreneurs, and it's for impact industries or green and social impact. I just got involved with the mission of the, of the organization. And that's the way it started. So eventually I become uh, independent and, and I know that that's the story about my life and I just don't see a way out. I just love to manage my job. I, I enjoy everything I do. and. And I think there's a lot of space to start to keep on creating different programs and for helping the entrepreneurs. So that's a little bit of my background. So I think people will be able to hear some of, in how you talk, some of what my next question is about. You have a set of principles you operate by. You know, it, it has to do with kind of how you see the world and what, what you believe is important to live up to. Um, and I'm wondering if you can articulate what those are here are the principles, and it could be the principles impact investing, the principles of entrepreneurship, the principles of helping pe people who are in each of those roles. What would you say guides you as sort of overarching principles? Well, uh, I think the mission of New Ventures is very straightforward. It's it's uh, it's trying to transform the private sector into into engine for change in terms of, of the biggest problem we have in the environment and. and and social problems. So uh, we really build. Uh, I think the principle that rules New Ventures is that we we wanna we wanna be the, the link between uh, between the so solving the problems and the and the, and the and the and making money. So 
we believe that the businesses need to be profitable, but they need to solve problems. And that's I think that's a good principle we have. And I don't know, just more internally, some of the principles and rules, uh, I think the culture of ventures and organization is that uh, we, we believe in um, putting your skin on the game. So somehow also uh, ruling by principle. So we, I think in the industry, there's a lot of people helping entrepreneurs that they haven't been entrepreneurs. So we believe that to, in order to help entrepreneurs, we, we need to be ourselves entrepreneurs. So I, I think that gives us a, a better understanding of what we're trying to achieve. So we, we try to live uh, with the same principles that we operate. So we are an entrepreneur organization that helps entrepreneurs. And, and, and I think that helps us to understand a, little, a lot of what we do. I think all of the people that work for New Ventures, I think they found here uh, organizations that work for social change. But on the other hand, uh, we, we, it's professional people that look to also to, to have a professional career. And so I think that we have the best of both cultures because we operate a venture capital fund, we operate businesses. But I think uh, we all do it because we love the history, we love what we're doing. And we believe we're making important change in, in the country and in the region. So let's, uh, let's take a concrete example because I met a lot of pretty amazing Entrepreneurs. In fact, I, I've interviewed two of the people I met at the conference. I interviewed Charlie for the Responsible Capitalist and Duval. And I know there are within, though, Mexico itself and within that region, there are some pretty amazing stories that have gotten help from what New Ventures has done and what the various uh, other entities that have come out of it. Could you give us one case story of something you think is pretty exciting that's happening in the region? Yeah, I mean, I think Latin America has uh, a very interesting part for impact investing because, on one hand, uh, Latin America is it's, there are a lot of countries that, uh, that are growing very fast. So we have a, a, a fast growing economy. Uh, we have uh, a lot of institutions. So things work in terms of business. But on the other hand, just in the case of Mexico, probably 50% of the population is below the poverty lane. So, so Mexico is the 13th economy in the world, and we, we have, a, I know, there's a lot of operating businesses growing, a lot of the private sector, but we have half of the population on the poverty. So it, it, not a lot of countries has the, this kind of dynamic of, of, on one hand, like a very moving forward private sector, and on the other hand, a very, uh, uh, such amount, a uh, big percentage of the population of the poverty. So that, that makes, I think, Latin America and Mexico a uh, very interesting place to invest in, in these sectors. And, but just to give you some examples of the, of, of the companies we accelerated and then we invested in. For example, we have this company called Finai. It's a company that provides uh, student loans for people going to, to college. And it sounds probably very traditional for the United States or other countries, but it's the first company to do that in Mexico, actually. Just to give you an example, there are about 700,000 students that uh, they cannot access to the private school, sorry, to the public schools, and therefore they, they cannot study the college because they don't have money to pay the private school. So I'm talking about 700,000 people every year. So this company figured out a way to do it, to, to make it happen, to make it possible to, to give student loans in a country where it never happened before. And... He has been uh, very successful. Recently, that last year, they they 
digital securitization of their assets in the stock market. Uh, and I mean, they're growing very fast. There are ways to become it you know, like a, 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 a it's, it's not a bank, but it's like the one step before to become a bank, uh, serving the education system. Uh, they have helped uh, thousands of students to get access to college. Uh, and it's a very profitable business. Uh, another example we are just invested in is a company called Natgas. Uh, they're, they're just changing the whole, uh, they have like 20% of the taxis of one city, which is called Querétaro. They convert them to natural gas, which is uh, cheaper, cleaner, and, and, and the owners of the, of the taxis, they can have twice the income because of the savings they have in, 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 in gas by, by changing to, to natural gas. And they did, just in one year, they, they achieved this. So it's, it's amazing because of companies that are, that are seeking for problems, finding solutions, and, and becoming very profitable. What was the name of the company that's doing the school loans again? I didn't quite understand it. It's called FINAE. F-I-N-A-E. FINAE. Okay. It's like finance. Right. It's related to it. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. It's an amazing company. Uh, we're... Uh, that company we're looking, we just got like an offer of a bank that was willing to, to, to merge with us and several our offers from bigger players that wants to buy the company. So, uh, because it, it, somehow what, what you want to do is just prove that it's possible. And once you prove that it's possible to make money and make change, the whole industry opens. Like now there's a lot of people, more companies looking into this field because it's just huge. And you, you, you just need it before want to try different things to someone that trying this business and, and then the transformation can, can just start which is the beauty about these things like many things that a lot of people thought it was just impossible but this company during this natural gas it was an entrepreneur without money without anything and he just changing the whole way of the, of the, of the, the industry moves in terms of transportation at least in that city and i'm sure it's going to change the, uh, the life of many cities right um one of the things I hear people talk about, and I'm curious how you think about this, is that the way you measure progress, either on impact investing or entrepreneurship, is, well, first, it's very different than traditional measures, but it's changing. And how do you measure whether or, you know, the progression and the success of an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial venture uh, and or an impact investing. Do you have methods or tools or instruments for doing that? Or is it more, you know, your own judgment? Well, we, we use, I think uh, the, the answer, it's it's both. I think we use all the metrics that exist. For example, with the fund, we are use rated and all the companies we, we need to we invest in, they need to be certified uh, as gears. So we use those metrics, and we, we are very strict on that. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, I think there's part of those businesses that are not measured by the traditional metrics or the ones that exist in the market. And, and so somehow what we believe is that the core operation or the core business of the company should be solving a problem. And that's very straightforward. And for example, if, if this company, their mission is to change uh, all the taxi uh, plots in the, in, the, in, in the country by changing them to natural gas. The more they grow, the more they're gonna help. So 
for example, we have another company that we invested in. It's called Sala Uno. It's a company that uh, operates. Uh, they, they perform eye surgery for cataracts. So just to give you a number, there are about two million people in Mexico that that, that have eye blindness because of cataracts, and they don't have money to. It's it's a very easy surgery. It's not that expensive, but for the low, very low income people, it's very expensive. So you have about two million people that are blind because they don't have money to pay a, 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 that surgery. So this company, they innovate in the way they can do this, this surgery. So they 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 are 70% below the cheapest competitor in the market. Wow. 70%. So they, they are making this surgery available very much for everybody. And the ones they cannot pay, they, they added on, uh, they have financial aid. So they, they, they have the whole ecosystem to, to solve this problem. So the market is huge. They have a, they have a business model that works. So again, the, this company, the more they grow, is the more people they are helping to, to, to move out of blindness. So, so it's very straightforward. Somehow the, the companies we invest in or we help, we, we, it has to be very straightforward, the impact. So, but, but again, that, that's probably more the, the, the part of, of what you, you cannot measure because you cannot compare what is more, what it has more impact to, to provide student loans or to provide cheap surgeries for eye cataracts. So those things are completely different and you cannot measure one to another. So all, each of them has their own metrics. And of course, uh, that's probably a metric that it's just going to be impossible to have a comparison or uh, but uh, in the more in the part of in the breaking part of the company, that's where we measure a lot with the, with existing metrics that, that, that are available in the market, like like years or iris. That's great. So people are going to want to ask you questions. How? What's the best way to find a website or a contact piece of information to follow up with you? Well, they can get into a web page. It's it's a little terrible because we but we're changing it, so it's going to be a new website in. In about a month, but I feel that the best way to contact me is through my email. Uh, it's Rodrigo at nvm.org.mx. Ventures West, right? NV. Yeah, it stands for the New Ventures Mexico. So it's Rodrigo yeah. at yeah, Rodrigo at nvm.org.mx. Okay. Uh, it's also on my website, so that's the the, the most direct way to. To, to contact me and we're happy to to keep exploring, to keep finding ways to grow the ecosystem in Latin America and other places. Thank you so much for spending the time with me today. I I really am excited about what you're doing and I hope more people find you for the conference coming in February. If they go to that website, they'll be able to get to all that information. So thank you so much again. Thank you very well, that was really fun, Rodrigo. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me. And for all of you who are listening, I will post how you can follow up with Rodrigo and find out about the magnificent flea conference that he does in Merida every year. I went last year and I really enjoyed it. I got to speak. In fact, they even put dance music on while I was speaking. I hope while you're on our website, you would check out, uh, at, that's at carolsanford.com, check out other podcasts that we do, The Responsible Entrepreneur and The Responsible Capitalist. And you can sign up on an RSS feed to be notified. And I think they call it subscription actually. So you can know every time we post a new story, a new interview. 
And look at my books while you're there. The Responsible Business and The Responsible Entrepreneur, both award-winning books that can tell you a lot more about how it is that you become a responsible investor, capitalist, and responsible entrepreneur. Hope you'll join us next time.